Hello, welcome back to Pure Nonsense. It happened again, I'm well aware. I did not post an episode last week, and I'm very upset with myself about that. That's kind of what I'm going to talk about in today's episode a little bit. Well, first off, I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great week last week, and I hope you're having an amazing week this week. But also, I'm keeping this episode short. I keep saying, oh my god, I keep saying that I need to keep episodes short, and then I talk to myself for like 40 minutes, and it's just too much. So I'm I'm seriously going to try to keep this episode short. Let's see if I can actually do it. But Today's episode is going to be about the whole feeling of just being burnt out, like having burnout, feeling it, experiencing it. I, that's why I didn't post an episode last week because I honestly could not get myself to open my laptop, plug in the microphone and record an episode. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to talk about at the same time. And I don't know when I'm not in the mood to record something and then I also don't have a specific topic that I want to talk about, it just makes, it makes the whole process, honestly, just not that fun. But I have so much fun with this podcast. I love recording it. I love talking about different topics. I love publishing each episode, even though I have, like, no followers. Like, I I have a few, but they're friends. So, it's not like this is anything that is bringing in money or something like that. I just do this in my free time. But I do love doing it. It's just I want to have better things to talk about and feeling burnt out is something that I've honestly been dealing with more and more frequently over the past probably year or so. And like I said, I didn't post an episode last week because I honestly just didn't know what to talk about that had any substance. And I thought about doing an episode like on the topic of icks and random things like that because I personally love listening to other people's podcasts where they have like girl talk and stuff like that, which I'll still, I'll still do definitely, but I really want to start making more episodes that actually have meaning, if that makes sense. And I feel like when I make episodes that aren't really about anything in particular, I end up, in my opinion, I end up just sounding stupid. I sound dumb, which is probably just in my head given that it's also never fun to listen to a recording of your own voice. Like, that is that is on the top 10 worst things in life, is to hear your voice on a recording. Ooh, it, it just gives you chills. But even so, I still want to make more episodes that are about more meaningful things that I think other people can relate to. So, today's episode is going to be about burnout. And just, you know, the overall feeling of it, what it means, like the technical meaning of it, the way that I experience it, and then also some things that I do to help me just kind of get out of a funk. I feel like the word funk and then burnout are kind of, they're kind of interchangeable for me. I know they don't mean the same thing. I know people experience those two things completely differently. I know. But I feel like when I feel burnt out, I'm just exhausted, I'm tired, I don't have really any, like, creative spark going on. I just, it it would, it takes everything in me to just answer an email when I feel burnt out. But then when I'm feeling extra productive and I'm in a great mood, I can do 10 emails in a row and feel great and then go work out and then do my hair and makeup and all of that stuff. But when I feel burnt out, I don't want to do anything at all. So we're going to get into it in today's episode. And 
honestly, with that being said, let's just go ahead and get into all of it. Okay, so if you don't know what burnout really means, I googled it. I've got the Google definition in front of me because like I said, when I think about burnout, it's kind of just being in a funk, in my opinion, just feeling low. But there is a specific definition for burnout, so I'm going to say that now. Burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job, or negative feelings related to one's job. So burnout, as you can tell, it has pretty much everything to do just with work. So if you go to work and you don't want to be there, you hate your job, you're always tired in the morning, and then when you get done with your shift, you can't wait for the weekend, you're counting down the days till Friday, counting down the hours every day that you're at work, that's burnout. That is like the specific definition of burnout. So for me, I'm not going to necessarily go into all of the like super negative talk about your job, even though I know, like I just said, that's what burnout is and we are talking about burnout today. And I will touch on that a little bit, but to me, this definition, it's kind of a bit over the top when I look at what most people would probably consider burnout to mean to them. I think for a lot of people, burnout is just needing a little bit of a break to slow down, to relax, to get their everyday lives, you know, more in line, and then they can go back to work feeling energized and better. That's, you know, it's not to say that there aren't plenty of people that feel exactly as the definition that I just read. Like, it, there, there are plenty of people that feel that way. I'm tripping on my words. There are plenty of people that feel the exact same way that that definition just described. However, I think that there's also, you know, a little lower tier of burnout where, like I said, you can take a little break. You can give yourself time to relax. You can have time to get all your stuff in line, you know, get all your groceries done, your laundry done. And then once you have all that, then you're good to go back to work. You're happy to be there. You're excited. Whereas if no matter what else is going on in your life, you still absolutely hate your job. You do not want to be there. Driving to work pisses you off because you know when you park your car, you have to go into the office and then you can't wait for the weekend all of that stuff. If that's your situation, that's one of those things where it's like, I understand it's easier said than done, but make a change for yourself. Go find a different job, honestly. I know that that is so much easier said than done. I know some people can't necessarily do that if they have, you know, kids to take care of and a family to provide for and a house and multiple car payments and stuff like that. When it's coming from a 20-something-year-old, it's a lot easier said than done. I'm well aware of that. But pretty much everyone that listens to this is in their 20s, so I feel like you could probably be on the same page as I am, potentially, maybe not. Again, it can go either way. But the burnout that I'm going to be talking about is, I feel like, a lower tier where you still can be happy at work. You can still get the things done that you need to get done and you can still live your life in a way where you're still feeling energized, you're still feeling excited, but then sometimes you're you're just in a funk, you're feeling down, you don't necessarily know why. Maybe it lasts a couple days, a week, two weeks, something like that. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So 
I have honestly been experiencing burnout lately in more of a social way, I feel like. When it comes to social media in particular, keeping up with the trends for my business, trying to be as creative as possible so that I can post more, you know, unique content for my business. I haven't posted anything on my business Instagram in a week. And when you look at my business Instagram versus my personal, I never post on my personal Instagram, ever. I'll post a story that I posted a new podcast episode or something like that. I never post on my actual Instagram, but then when I look at my business account, which is the one that I'm on a majority of the time pretty much, if I don't post for five plus days, I start to get anxious. I'm like, oh God, I need to put something up there. I need people to know that I'm still working, that I'm active, that I'm trying to grow my business. I need something new and exciting, but something that follows the current trends and I need like a relatable audio and then don't forget the hashtags. Sometimes I hate it. Honestly, sometimes I hate that you have to think about that stuff for businesses nowadays. There are some businesses that aren't on Instagram or any social media and they're doing just fine, right? But when it comes to businesses like a small business that I have, when you're trying to reach new people, when you tell people about your business and they want to look at your portfolio or your work the first place they're going to go is Instagram or TikTok or something like that. And I I don't know, it's just trying to stay relevant in order to keep your business growing. It's really gotten to feel like a chore, in all honesty. And I don't love that because, like I said, there are some times where I am so energized, I feel so productive, I'm so excited to get to work, and I have so many things that I want to share so many reels that I want to post. I have so many ideas. I can post a photo this day and then a series of photos that day. And then I've got a really cool reel going up next Friday that I'm so excited about. There are times where it's like that and I love it. And I I just absolutely love it. And then I see other people's content and it inspires me. And then I comment on theirs and you make like business friends and connections and all of that stuff. That part of The whole social media aspect is amazing, and I absolutely love that. But the times when I stop loving it, that's when I'm in a funk. That's when answering a single email is the hardest thing in the world for some reason. And I feel like for the past week or so, I have been in one of those funks. Like I said, that's why I didn't post an episode last week, because I had no idea what to talk about. And I haven't posted on my business Instagram in a week because I feel like I've been reusing some content. I haven't been making anything new necessarily that I have pretty pictures of. And now I'm starting to get out of the funk. I, the honestly, the weather helps me so much. It's getting so warm. The skies are clear. All the trees are green now. We've got the garden going at the house. Like, it's just so pretty. So, honestly, it could be related to the seasons. I don't know. But I'm finally getting out of that funk. I have a really great idea for a new recipe, for the way I'm going to take the photos and the videos. I'm so excited about that. But my burnout, at the same time, it's led me, this is funny, it's led me to delete TikTok again. Okay, I'm talking about Instagram right now where I'm excited to, you know, post a new recipe and I've got ideas going on in my head and everything. 
I really do like Instagram for the business aspect. I kept downloading and then deleting TikTok, downloading, deleting it because I felt that I really need to have it for my business because there are so many other businesses on there where you might follow them on Instagram and they have 200,000 followers, but then you find them on TikTok and they have 3 million followers and they're getting revenue from both sources and they're posting different content on each platform and all of that. And that sounds great, right? In theory, that's absolutely incredible. And yes, potentially I could do that. I feel like baking videos go over really well on social media, depending on the quality, what you're making, all of that. But trying to keep up with two completely different, they're not completely different. Every social media is almost the exact same, right? But doing Instagram, and then I also have a Pinterest going, and then doing TikTok and all of that, I don't love TikTok. I love watching TikToks. I love scrolling on my For You page. And that's why I had to delete it again because I was wasting so much time. I had 30 followers, which my account still exists. It's not like I deleted my account completely, but it just didn't feel like it was worth my time. And so I deleted TikTok again. Obviously, you can have social media without having to scroll through all the content for hours at a time. However, TikTok is so addicting to me that when I would go to post something for my business, which wasn't frequent, because I didn't just want to post the exact same things I've already posted on Instagram, because then why would people follow me on there if they already follow me on Instagram? So you have to make things different, and I would rarely do that. I I would rarely do that. I'm one person, and when you go to film, like if if you're a baker or a cook, and you have a recipe that you want to film, If you set up all of your equipment to film it and then you try to get different angles, zoom, you know, show the texture, do some satisfying video, whatever, it takes probably more than double the time that it would take if you just stood in your kitchen and cooked it and then took photos at the end. So since I'm only one person and I do, you know, emails, baking, decorating, getting the ingredients deliveries, all of that. I do it all by myself. Sometimes if I'm making a new recipe or a pretty cake, I don't want to make some content for Instagram, some for Pinterest, some for TikTok, because it it, it will take up my entire day. And maybe I want to relax. Maybe I want to read a book. Sue me. So because I would go on TikTok and then go to post a video The second I posted that video, I would just start scrolling. I would end up scrolling immediately after posting whatever it was that I was doing, and I would waste probably more of an hour of my time on absolutely pointless crap. When I delete TikTok, my screen time goes down so much, but when I have TikTok, it's nauseating how much time I spend on my phone. So I deleted TikTok, and like I said... The reason that I kept downloading it and deleting it, it was because I assumed that I needed it for my business because, like I said, I would see other creators on there with massive accounts that help their businesses grow. They love it. They do really well at it, all of that. But even though I know that I could technically do that for my business, potentially, I already have a great thing going on Instagram and Pinterest. And like I said, since I'm only one person doing everything, I really just didn't want to add 
a whole other social media to the table. And so now that I have more time during the day because I'm not on TikTok, I feel like I have better control of, you know, answering my emails, making sure I get the whole administrative side of things done in a relatively timely manner, which is also hard when you don't have a boss telling you what to do, when you need to do it, how you need to do it. It's fantastic. That's why I wanted to be self-employed. That was like a big reason why I wanted to be self-employed because I can't stand when I'm in one of those funky moods and someone's like, um, did, are we supposed to do that? I don't know. Maybe you should try it this way. Oh, I cannot stand passive-aggressive managers and people like that. I really, really cannot. I feel like that's so, that that's such a thing nowadays to have passive-aggressive managers where they refer to you as a friend. Hey, friends! Or they refer to the whole group of people that work together as a family. We're one big family. You know, if someone needs help, you need to step in so that when you need help, everyone else will help you out. And, you know, it goes both ways, blah, blah, blah. It, I get it. I, you know, I get it to an extent, but that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be self-employed, just because I like doing my own thing, and if I am in a really bad mood, I can do my own thing alone. Obviously, I still need to get my emails done, and I still need to plan things out and bake a whole wedding cake and go to the venue to deliver and everything, whether or not I'm in a bad mood. I could be in the worst mood possible. I still have to do all of that. I'm well aware. But it's great to be able to do it by yourself with someone, like without someone that's breathing down your shoulder. Anyways, that was a tangent. That was that was a great tangent. But I still have days where answering emails, sending estimates, it's literally the last thing that I want to do. But once I actually sit down and complete it all, I really do feel so much better even when I am in a bad mood in general. When I get all of my work done, I do feel so much better. So I feel like when I'm in a funk, knowing that I have been in that funk many times before, I already know that once I sit myself down, once I get the work done, I will feel better. So it kind of helps me power through a little bit. Just remembering previous experiences, you know, you can get it done. It's gonna be fine. The world is not ending. This is like a first world problem, I feel like. Everything's gonna be fine and you'll feel so much better when you actually do it. So, if you are also experiencing burnout in a way where you're still happy day to day, you know, you're not miserable. You, you still, you're still happy. You're still happy in general, but you're just in a rut. You're in a funk, like I've been saying. I made a list of a few things that put me in a better mood and that make me feel like I'm ready to be more productive to the point where I actually want to get my work done, if that makes sense. Because like I said, even when you're in a bad mood, you still have to get your work done. Unfortunately, (laughs) you still have to do all of that. But it's nice when you want to do it. You don't want to have to force yourself to do things every single day. Again, sometimes that's going to be the case. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes you are so pissed off that nothing's going to make you laugh. You don't want anyone to talk to you. You just want to be in your own little bubble. Everyone has days like that. That's perfectly normal. But if you can start doing things in your life 
that make you want to be productive, that make you want to do those things that you have to do. Again, this isn't going to happen every day. These aren't things, like when I go over the list, these are not things that are going to make your life 100% perfect. You will never have a bad day again. Just do these things and everything will be fine. That's not the case. These are just things that might help you make it a little bit better. You also don't have to be 110% productive every day. That's what leads to burnout. If you feel like you have to do the most, like if, I don't know, if you feel like you have to do absolutely everything in the world in one day and you try to do that every single day, you will be getting burnt out. 110% you will feel burnt out. So that's another thing with social media and small businesses and stuff like that. When you look at other businesses on social media and everyone's posting, everyone's creating, making something new, following the trends, all of that, it makes me feel so overwhelmed sometimes because I'm like, oh my god, these people, they're so productive, they're getting everything done, I should be doing that, why am I not productive? It makes me feel like crap about myself, I'm not growing my business enough, blah, blah, blah. The productive guilt that I can feel sometimes, maybe I should make a whole episode on that because that is very prevalent in my life ever since I started my business. There are some days where I feel so guilty when I'm not creating something new because of what I'm seeing on social media. When it's not posting on Instagram, that's not the only way to grow your business. That's not the only way to stay relevant and all of that stuff. Is it a great way? Yes. I'm I'm going on such a tangent with this. That needs, if I'm going on this many tangents about that, I feel like it needs to be its own episode. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about the list of things that I like to do occasionally that make me feel more productive, that make me want to be more productive, that make me feel ready to take on a new day, They make me feel excited to get to work. I feel more creative. I feel like, you know, my brain isn't all foggy. I can think clearly. I've got a few things that I like to do. Maybe they can help you as well. So the first thing is to clean your space. I'm not the tidiest person in the world at all, but I've recently learned that keeping a clean space can really help with feeling more productive and just energized in general. So this is like, you know, wash your sheets weekly. You're supposed to wash your bedding once a week. I've been trying to do that. I do that on Sundays. And honestly, having clean bed sheets is one of the best feelings ever. Keeping your bathroom clean is another one. Just take a little Swiffer, clean up the floor, take some, you know, Windex or mirror cleaner, wipe that down, clean your tub, your shower, That feels so good when you have that done. You can light a little candle. That is so nice. And then also, like, keep your bedside table tidy. If you have 20 water bottles, which is, I am one of those people where when someone in the house is like, where'd all the cups go? They are 100% in my room. 110%. I have cups in my room right now. I can see two just sitting here. So, I I should work on this. I should work on the first thing on my list is to keep my space tidy. But when you have a clean bedside table, maybe you have a book, your water bottle, and your alarm clock. 
or something. That's tidy. But when you have 20 cups and empty chapstick and, I don't know, random crap, tissues, something, I don't know, keep it tidy. It helps your mind kind of stay clear and clean. A clean space is a clean mind, blah, blah, blah. It actually is. It really does work. Number two, I love low-impact exercises like yoga, Pilates, and like I've said a million gazillion times, going on a long walk. That could be the treadmill. That could be outside, wherever you feel most comfortable. I just love that stuff. I have started to do Pilates very frequently now, and I love it so much more than trying to lift weights do all the squats, do, you know, oh my god, Bulgarian split squats. Those are great for you, right? If you want that dump truck, fantastic. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes I just want to stretch. Sometimes I want to work on my flexibility and I just want to be able to enjoy a workout. And, Pilates has helped me with that so much. Yoga makes me feel more limber, all of that. I am not good at it at all. When I'm watching a yoga video and they, you know, show whatever pose you're going to be doing next, I can I can do half of it. There, there are some where I can't even attempt it yet. Hopefully, I get there. That could be one of my, you know, mid-year goals is to try and actually be good at yoga. But low-impact exercises, I feel like, help clear your mind. I, I just love them. I absolutely love them. You can still mix in weights and all of that. Do whatever you're comfortable with. Do whatever you're comfortable with. But I highly recommend those low-packed, low-packed, low-impact exercises. They're so nice. They really are. The third thing on the list, this one's hard, but it's absolutely necessary. You need to schedule schedule time off for yourself. If you don't set aside time on your calendar, you will end up just booking meetings, phone calls, all of that every single day, and you'll go way too long without a break, which is a great way to make yourself feel burnt out when you don't give yourself a break. So I'm serious. Open up your calendar on your phone. If you have a physical calendar, whatever it is, put time on that calendar just for yourself. You could have one day off that you're scheduling right now where you can spend time just refreshing. You can do all the cleaning that I talked about. You can cook some good meals. You can exercise. You can do whatever you like to do in your free time on the time that you have scheduled for yourself. And the reason this is hard is because if you open up your calendar and you see that on a Friday you scheduled time off for yourself, but then your boss asks you, hey, um, do you mind staying late this day? Just, it, would, it would really just help us out so much. It, it, you know, you're kind of putting us in a bind if you can't. If it's that kind of situation and you have time already scheduled for yourself, you need to stick to your guns and take that time off for yourself. Now, if your boss comes in and is like, oh my god, we're about to lose this account, something awful happened, all hands on deck, this is god-awful, we really need help, then okay, you should probably do that for your job, right? For the sake of your job. But just in general, scheduling time off for yourself from time to time, it's very, very helpful with making sure you don't get to a point where you feel way too burnt out. 
Number four, this one's short, a good coffee and a Target day. Maybe you do that on your time off. Go to Target, walk around with a coffee in your hand. Best form of self-care. Absolutely incredible. The next one, reading a good book for a couple of hours. That one's also quick. It's very nice. Find a book you like, whatever it is, read it for a couple hours. That is so, that is so nice. That is so relaxing. And this is the last one I have on my list. So I'm going to be honest. If you don't need social media for work or for your business or something like that, just don't worry about posting or making sure that all of your posts are perfect. That sounds, it, that literally sounds like something. It's just so dumb to say that out loud, but it's honestly something that causes a lot of people, myself included, a lot of stress, especially as we're coming up on summer. We're coming up on beach season. Maybe you want to post a cute bikini picture on the beach. It could be just you, you and your friends, whatever it is. Don't think about it too much. I literally have this in all caps on my notes. Do not think about it too much. It is absolutely ridiculous the hold that social media has over us, especially when it comes to pictures of yourself and bikini pictures, summer pictures, all of that. If you like the picture, post it. No one cares. No one cares. If you don't want to worry about posting, then guess what? Don't post it. No one cares. If you do or don't post something this summer when you're on vacation, I 110% guarantee you none of the people that follow you are going to be scrolling through their feed and be like, oh, I... I think Maggie's on vacation, but she's not posting. That's a bummer. Now I'm upset. No one, no one cares. Literally, no one cares. If you are worried about the way you look in a photo and you feel like people are going to judge you, you have an urge to just edit the photo so that you look perfect based on how you edit it or whatever, please do not post it. Just do not post it. Don't put yourself through that unnecessary annoyance. It's ridiculous. No one will care either way. That might sound mean because I'm sure your pictures are absolutely beautiful. I'm sure you look incredible. But if you are stressing about it, if you feel like you have to waste time on your vacation to get the perfect photo, just don't worry about it. Like, honestly, don't worry about it. And another thing is when I am personally scrolling on my Instagram feed, on like when I'm on my personal Instagram page and I follow people I went to school with, I follow friends, their friends, all of that, and I'm scrolling and, you know, it's summertime and people are posting beach pictures, I have literally never scrolled through a picture of, of a friend, of an acquaintance, and I have literally never looked at a picture and gone, mm, her lower stomach is sticking out a little bit. Ooh, her, um, her straps on her bikini kind of, like, dig into her skin, makes her, makes her arm look big. Quite literally, I have never done that. And the thing is, I know for a fact that I have never done that, that plenty of other people have never done that, yet every single time I go to post like a bikini picture or something like that, I truly think that that's what goes through everyone's mind. 
I actually think everyone will do that to my pictures. And number one, they're probably not going to do that at all, no matter what the picture looks like. They probably will not give a crap to even have a thought about it in the first place. And number two, if they do think that, if they do say that to themselves, screw them. Who cares? This is one of those things that's so much easier said than done because I can guarantee you 110% if I post a bikini picture this summer at the beach, I will still feel self-conscious about it to some extent when I am looking at the picture deciding whether or not I want to post it. There will still be a thought in my head that's like, "Mm, maybe not. I will probably still feel that way. Even though I'm saying like, oh, don't, who cares? Just post it or don't post it. No one cares. Honestly, I do want to get to the point where I can post anything and not care what anyone thinks, but it's hard. that's That's hard, honestly, because of how critical some people can be. It is difficult, but I will say this year and moving forward, if I'm on the fence about posting something, I'm just not going to post it because no one cares. No one's going to miss the picture. No one knows that I even took it in the first place. Who cares? I'll just keep it to myself, whatever. But the whole social media thing, I went on another tangent. There I go. This is probably well over 20 It This one single recording that I'm doing right now is like 18 minutes long. I'm so sorry. But if you don't need social media for your business or something like that, just get off of it if it's a big problem. Honestly, take it into your own hands. Just get off of it because, like I said, no one cares. Unfortunately, no one cares and you can save a lot of time. You don't have to keep scrolling through people's photos that make you feel bad. You don't have to keep looking at things that make you upset and blah, blah, blah. You can get off of it if you don't absolutely need it. So that's one of, that's like the last thing on my list of, you know, if you are really feeling bad, you're really in a funk, maybe get off of social media for just a little bit. Maybe if it's not, you know, a whole unhealthy obsession for you, then you can get off of it for like a week and be fine, right? So that that's that thing. But going off of that with the whole social media stuff, there is a relatively new platform called Lemon 8. And I'm going to be completely honest. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes, I just went on and on about how social media can make me feel burnt out, how I really don't like TikTok because I can get addicted to it in no time and all of that. But Lemon 8, it's Lemon with the number 8. It honestly seems like it's really casual and I feel really comfortable posting whatever on there. So if there, it feels like the kind of place where if you have pictures that you like, but you don't want to put them on Instagram, we all have those pictures where it's like, oh, that's cute, but I don't know if it's Instagram worthy. We we all have those pictures. I say that in that like valley girl voice, but honestly, we've all experienced that. Lemon 8 is the kind of place where you can post all of those pictures. Doesn't matter if your hair looks looks like frizzy or is blowing in the wind in a way that you don't like. The pictures that you would not normally post on Instagram, I feel like they're perfect for Lemon 8. Lemon 8 is very casual. It's like a Pinterest mixed with an Instagram. People write like really long captions about what they're up to and they you can post pictures of just like your Dunkin' Donuts coffee order 
or a long walk that you went on and the podcast that you listened to while you were walking or, you know, your thrifting finds and how you put together a spring outfit from Goodwill. I love that stuff. I absolutely love it. Maybe you don't, so maybe the app isn't for you, but I honestly like it. And you can make your posts cute, you know, if you want to add fun fonts, a little cover image, stuff like that. Like I said, it's kind of like Pinterest. It's It's got that creative Pinterest aspect to it, but then it's casual photos. It doesn't have to be perfect. There is a lot of curation with it, I feel like, you know, with the cute fonts and bright colors. You can, like, really curate it if you want, but you don't have to, okay? You don't have to. I feel like TikTok is way too curated with what I bought on Amazon and you need it too. Go to the link in my storefront, blah, 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 blah. Or, like, you know, the best makeup products that you absolutely have to have this summer to make your skin look absolutely perfect. You have to get this $30 mascara and this $120 serum. I promise you, it works, It's, you know, I feel like TikTok is just full of the influencers that they get all of that stuff for free in the first place from the companies so that they can promote it. And it would literally cost you hundreds of dollars to get the same things that you're telling or that they're telling you to buy. They didn't even buy it in the first place. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I feel like TikTok, it's just too much. And, you know, Instagram is better than TikTok in my opinion, but it just seems extra fake with all the you know, Instagram model content and how you you can honestly, like, you you really cannot tell what's edited and what's not, even if you know for a fact that a girl's bikini picture is edited or their selfie is edited. For some reason, it can still make you feel self-conscious and it can be annoying for the whole body image side of things. Not that it's anyone else's job to make you feel comfortable in your own skin. It's literally, if you want to, like I said, If you want to post a picture, post a picture. If you want to post a bikini picture, post it 110%. I will be doing that this year. I I like doing that, honestly. I, I will be doing that. But it's also not the person that's posting that bikini picture. It's not their job to make you feel good or make you feel better about yourself or something like that. So if you're already struggling with social media, seeing how everyone is, you know, living their lives, all of that then places like Instagram and TikTok, I feel like they're not that great. They're not great. They're, you know, sometimes if you're really in a funk, it can just make it worse. But I'm also getting so sick of the trending Instagram and TikTok audios. I have to use the audios for posting reels for my business. And I really wish it wasn't important to use those audios because it is important because that's how other people see it. That's how the algorithm works now, but they get so, so annoying. I will scroll through reels and like six reels in a row will have the exact same audio and it's some loud, annoying voice or some recording from a TV show or some like TikTok music thing. It can get so annoying, but anyways, anyways, Lemon 8, it's really just so much more casual You comment and like people's posts. You can save posts to your account like Pinterest. And then the layout of your feed is really similar to Pinterest, but it's more like lifestyle content, really casual everyday things that are just fun to share that you probably wouldn't normally share on Instagram as, you know, a normal everyday citizen. Not like, because like influencers, they'll post everything, right? 
on all of their accounts. But if you're just a normal person, which I know everyone's a normal person, but if, you know, social media is not your job, then I feel like on your personal Instagram account, maybe you feel weird showing your friends from high school and college what your coffee order was or what books you're reading. You don't have to feel weird about it at all. I love content like that. I watch, I talk about these influencers as if they're bad. I watch them. I watch them on YouTube. I follow them on Instagram. I love looking at that stuff. If someone can give me outfit inspiration or tell me the best nail polish to get or they have a new smoothie idea for like, you know, after you go on a walk, here's a good smoothie to make. I live for that stuff. It might sound bad, like out when I say that out loud. I don't know. I love it. So I have nothing against influencers necessarily. Some of them I think are a bit over the top, but I love watching that stuff. Maybe you don't feel comfortable sharing that stuff currently on Instagram. And that's why I like Lemonade. It's stuff that you just wouldn't typically share. I feel like I don't, I don't need to tell you about any of this. You can figure it out on your own. I don't need to say anything about it. But yeah, going back to burnout, <laughs> I, that was, that was so, was this a bad episode? I don't know. Burnout, it's, it's just something that I think it's completely normal, but it's also something that's hard to get out of if you don't know how to make helpful changes for yourself. Because like I said, it is no one else's job to make you feel good about yourself. It is no one else's job to make you happy, to make you excited about life. That is up to you, not a single other person in this world. If you are trying to, you know, make sure that your friends make you happy or your relationship brings you all of your happiness and if something goes wrong with those then all of a sudden you're upset just because of that it's it's no one else's job to make you happy that is only up to you so if you're feeling exhausted and overwhelmed to the point where you really just don't want to do anything at all give yourself a little break make some changes to your daily routine for a bit and if you just continue to do the things that are burning you out day after day it's just going to keep getting worse. You'll keep complaining, which really is not good for anyone. It's not good for you, for the people around you. So try to make some daily changes, maybe weekly changes if the daily changes are a bit difficult. Make some changes. Make a list of things that you like to do in your free time, things that can help you kind of clear your mind, relax a little bit, And I feel like when you start to change different things throughout your lifestyle, not necessarily like massive changes that are going to cost a ton of money and, you know, you would have to move and like all of that stuff. I'm talking little things that you can do right where you are with what you already have. And I feel like once you start to make those lifestyle changes, things can get easier. Things can be better. You can get more excited to get out of bed in the morning. You can be energized for work, excited for work, all of that. So anyways, I hope this episode was interesting. I hope that if you are feeling burnt out, that maybe you can start to make those changes and feel better and get out of your funk. I'm starting to get out of my funk, so I'm very excited about that. After I finish recording, I'm going to go make a new recipe that I'm so excited to make. I think it's going to taste delicious. It's a peaches and cream cheesecake, by the way. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait for the photos and videos of it. So I'm going to go do that. 
I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing week. And because I'm out of my funk or I'm getting out of my funk, I will have another episode for you next week. I'm not going to miss next week. But I hope you have a great day and I will see you then. Bye.